hello and welcome to the Be Better podcast where we believe any and every area of your life has a little more potential that you can tap into to change the course and trajectory of your outcomes. My name is Clarissa Parody and I am your host and I have worked and trained in the worlds of business strategy, leadership, and performance. And I am the person who believes in and creates success where there appears to be ceilings. And if that sounds like something that's in your world, your reality, and something you want more of, welcome to the show. It is a great day to change your life. Let's go. Have you uh, have you ever lived with a significant other? Lee, don't out me. <laughs> no, I don't. don't mean to out you. I'm just wondering. I no, I have. So, um, I have not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, neither have I really. Like, you know, as an adult. Uh, so I haven't lived I, with a significant other when I was little either. Like, as an adult or as a child, like they. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just wondering how that would go, uh, for us because we just like have lived by ourselves for, Oh, I've had people live with me, just not a spouse or a partner. Like, so I've had, um, I've had a lot of practice with my sisters. So my, I, when I bought my place, I was like two primary suites. Everyone has an ensuite. So if whenever there's, was there just a big flash? Did you see that? Strange. Okay. I mean, I love this living on this side of the city because we're the first to get storms and that might be lightning. And that excites me. Um, but one of the, I had two separate sisters live with me at two different intervals and one sister and I have the same coaching training, personal development training, not 100%, but like, there's like probably 60 to 80% overlap. So we talk and we use the same language so we can clean up our junk real fast. Uh, and, and she's also taken like some of the same courses we've done with like Chris Boss and whatnot. Uh, and, and so you know what they're doing, the strategy they're using to communicate, but communication is simply a tool. It's not to manipulate, it's to get clarity, it's to get to a destination. And when she was here, we like, we naturally are very different people. I'm chipper, cheery, lovely mornings are my favorite time of day. Like I wake up, it's like Cinderella Snow White. Like I've got birds chirping, life is great. Not her, not a morning gal. In fact, don't, don't say hello. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I have to learn how I like, and so in the morning for a long time, I thought she hated me. I was like, she hates me. She hates it's in the middle of the pandemic. So like we're stuck here. <laughs> she had just moved back from the States. And I was like, this is, this is not good. <laughs> this is bad. And like in the morning I'm doing stuff. And so I, at some point had to, we had to have a conversation being like, it really feels like you absolutely hate me. She's like, I thought it is lightning. I'm very thrilled. It's absolutely lightning. Uh, and she was like, I think you don't like me. And I was, I was like, oh, once you just say what's already there. Right. So these, uh, these people you've known your whole life and you still, you know, th- there's an element of just like, you kind of know how to play off of them and, 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 but you, but at some point you do need to communicate still. Right. I would, I would, okay. So for, for you may not know this, but growing up, it was not good. Mm. Like my, we were, I would say my sisters and I weren't friends. Yeah. Like there was tension in the sister I was talking about. We, there was tension and I would almost say animosity between us for years. And we didn't, I don't think we talked for a couple of years somewhere in our young adult years, because we just could not stand each other. Like what, what, for whatever reason, we just totally, totally graded on one another. And like, that's a, that's 
a worthy opponent makes an excellent teacher. Growing up though, you were, were you a know-it-all? I know I was a rule follower. So you're a rule follower. Like steadfast. Absolutely. Like, like if, if I went into school and they said, take your shoes off at the end of this carpet, do not take your outdoor shoes. And I would make my mom take off her shoes. I'm like, you, you cannot pass. I am sorry. Um, but I, 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 super big rule follower, ultra goody two shoes had to have A's. Otherwise I was like, no, no, no. Must be per. I was a little bit of perfectionist, perfectionist. <clears throat> and I would say my sisters had a lot of the same thing too. But what I what I probably what I prioritized was peace and conformity to maintain like what felt safe mm. and what she probably prioritized from the outside. And I can't really say this is her experience, but it what I perceived is that she needed to be the best. I wanted to keep the peace, and, and for me that was like you getting one hundred percent means you're not going to get yelled at by your parents. And for her, it's like, no, I'm going to be better than everyone. And that's what it felt like from the outside. And she was very good. She was, she was quite competitive. Um, and I would say I was not, I would still say I am not, <laughs> I get, I get not good. I don't like competition. It makes me nervous unless it's a safe environment, in which case I will compete, but, um, or be competitive at least with myself, but my God, it took even knowing each other and going through that part where we didn't get along or like each other or every, you know, and sometimes You've just decided someone's a certain way. And you're like, no matter what he says, he's such a jerk. He's like so human selfish. Human nature, I would say. Yeah. yeah we, we make, we label people, we form dichotomies, good, bad, right, wrong, right. left, right, yeah. up, down. And so she's this way and I am this way. And like, just went in with that. And rather than hearing things freshly, newly from a new perspective, really asking if what I believe was true, I just maintained a label on her that cr- caused tension for years and I mean honestly she did the same thing too and then as adults with this development so you think because we're sisters you think that that exposure to each other for 30 years would have given us a leg up my god thank goodness for personal development my god thank goodness for communication classes my god thank god for coaches like I that entire curriculum transformed my family so yeah I mean, the sister thing wasn't an advantage, I would say. <laughs> it I, wasn't not an I don't advantage. See, uh, I don't see uh, my siblings and myself taking a, a workshop together. <laughs> I mean, where I, what I will say about my family is we, re- we really want each other to win at life. Mm-hmm. Like we want, like you want to, you want to live on an acreage. Oh my gosh. You want to not live anywhere. You want to just like stay in Airbnbs for the rest of your life. Cause that's the life that it's, oh my God, do it. How can I help you? Like, what, what do you need? I totally believe that you could do that. And I think that has really been one of the like absolute tenets of my sister, my, my sisterhood with my sisters is that we champion each other's goals. Cause there's a lot of people you shouldn't tell your goals to. There are people who are going to squash your goals that, that can't see what's possible. And what you had mentioned earlier in our conversation was like, there's some people, you know, who just stay in their world and are super competitive and like, they don't want to talk about it. And like, when you don't talk about it, you stop seeing possibility. Mm-hmm. And then when you start sharing gates, open up ideas, open up ideas, flood in, why are you limiting yourself? Yeah, I would, I would say I probably, I probably share too much for a lot of people. I like, really? uh, yeah, some of my friends, yeah, I feel like they just like are put off by, by like, the ideas or the thoughts that I, I share maybe, but that's maybe because they're just like, they're, um, they're, they're just not like, uh, I would consider myself a dreamer. 
right? So if they're just not like that, that's like irrational thought and they just can't wrap their head around it. And it is completely irrational. Like doing everything from like starting a business is one of the most irrational things you can do, right? Like it makes no sense. The, well, statistically, the, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, the, the success rate of a startup is like 90% of them fail, right? Um, and, so, uh, and so and so things like that. So yeah, yeah you, got, you do have to be careful who, but I would rather overshare than not share, right? Mm. Because the the amount of uh, uh, the amount of uh, feedback I've gotten from the uh, you know sharing in general outweighs the the negative feedback I've gotten. So yeah, I posted something the other day that was like in three generations, everyone who knows you will be dead. Like oh, I saw that, yeah. And it, yeah. it's so like so. Why are you so worried about going for that crazy idea? And how many times have I made a decision based on like the fear of it not working out rather than the, like, mm. how awesome would it be if this did work out? Mm-hmm. And it, that is one thing this year that I, line in the sand has changed for me. Be bold, be brave, all in, all out is whenever I do something, I'm like, okay, be bold, be brave, all in, all out. And I, and you know, you, courage isn't that you're doing things and you feel good about it. Courage is when you do things and you're still scared or you still have fear or trepidation or nervousness or uncertainty and you're doing it anyways. And why on, why would you not? There are so many things that would not have happened had someone not had courage or like withstood this, like, Oh my God, the people that have gotten ridiculed and, and like, this will never work. And that have made the difference. The internet was laughable. The internet was laughable literally any any sort of invention or innovation was uh, a bunch of uh you know people telling you know uh, a, a very finite amount of people that this is stupid it'll never work um like literally every one of them right because people the probably the majority of people want to just you know have their comfortable status quo and any any sort of risk outside of their happy zone um is uh is terrifying and irrational for them uh and um you know and that's how you're wired right that that's like that's that that's fear is essentially saying like hey don't you know step in this direction uh because you might not survive um and and so yeah the the people who are able to override that uh uh that instinct um hopefully in a responsible way uh you know are are the ones that probably see the most success (laughs) well i think also it's learning how to override I think everyone yeah. can override. And this is where I I have a future guest coming this will that we'll talk about this, mm. but the ability to know how to regulate your nervous system because your job, leaving your job for a startup could be it, what your, your brain doesn't know the difference between that. And as I've mentioned multiple times, I'll in other podcasts, I'll mountain lion chasing you. It doesn't know the difference. It's like, this could mean death. Do you understand this is your livelihood and your, and your nervous system mm does what it does and it's designed to protect you it's designed to help you but it doesn't know it's not a mountain lion and there's a lot of jobs out there <laughs> that doesn't know but it can feel really um and again it must be nice to just be willing to leave your job but i'm like it's what's it costing you to stay what's it costing you to stay and okay what's it costing you to not do that would you really would you if you looked back and were like oh man i really wish i would have just started that podcast oh man i really wish i would have developed that app oh i really wish i would have insert the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well what it, it what you have no idea 
and, and the sunk, the, the, the opportunity cost is so unknown. And since we can't figure it out in our brains, we often don't do it because we're like, well, we don't know. It could be really good. It could be really bad. And I'm, I'm trying to leave more room for, it could be really good. It could be the, really good. The, um, um, so sometimes, uh, fear can be like a total illusion, right? Uh, because, um, um, just a simple example I like to use is, uh, people are terrified of flying, uh, but statistically it's the safest way to travel. Right. And, and, and so just like apply that to, you know, a bunch of different situations. It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, your, your, your brain has this instinct and, and you made it this far off of that, but sometimes it, your brain, um, you know, your experience is so subjective always, right? It's, that's experience. By yeah. So. It's so it, it's, well, it's relative. Right. And like, I talked, yeah. I didn't finish it earlier, but like comparing my aunt to my mom, they have a lot of the same traits, but if you had put them in each other's shoes, I don't know if they would have survived, mm. but, but they are both. I would, my mom's like, Oh, she has it so easy. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> she doesn't. You're, I don't know if she would say that now, but like growing up, that was her perception. I was like, this is the adversity she had to deal with. This is the things people had said about her. This is like, you don't see that. And those social pressures, we can be like, well, that's not, that's not that bad. It's just social pressures. I'm like, yeah, but social pressures are why people find themselves making very permanent life ending decisions. Uh, bullying, things like that. They People have literally ended their lives over words. So flipping each other's circumstances could make you not handle it regardless. And so stress is relative, experience is relative, and you just don't understand that person's experience and start to finish. It builds your lens. It builds how you think, see things and interact with the world. And if you're not present to that, there's, there's no way I could understand your experience fully. And one of the things you crave as a person is to be connected by with someone and to be understood mm -hmm. by someone. And so to feel understood isn't necessarily to be understood. Mm -hmm. Can you hear that rain and thunder? <laughs> I think I heard the thunder initially. Yeah, I oh. <laughs> was concerned it was my mic, but no, um, no, no. Would, Sorry, would you, dream team. Would you say? Would you say people who uh, people who crave uh, that that feeling of safety? Um, do you, do you think they see any growth ever? I don't think it's not possible. I think it's very hard to know. Okay. Well, for all of you listening, if you can hear the rain, it's now just ambient noise. Enjoy <laughs> it. This could be your like little lullaby for sleepy time. I can't, I can't control that, unfortunately, or maybe I can, and I just don't know yet. Uh, so do people who prioritize safety over everything, do they grow? That was your question. Uh, I, yes. Okay. I think the pursuit of safety itself will require people to grow in certain ways. Now, does it make them thrive? Not necessarily, but does it have them stay alive and survive? Even the plants that survive outside, they grow a little, they just, maybe they, they're not their fullest expression. And now I don't know if that's my fully formulated, completely articulated thought, but I just don't see how I think you'll, you stunt your growth. Hmm. And your potential is completely, your latent potential is so massive. How often do we tap into all things that are possible for us? And what I think 
people could really benefit from is if you really asked yourself, what do I deeply desire? Because a desire is enduring. A desire maintains itself despite, so I desire a podcast. Okay, I've created a podcast. I still want it, even though I already have it. I could have been like, oh, I finished 14 episodes. I have a podcast. I still own it. What's the point? Well, I, I still desire it, so I still do it. Or it's like marrying someone. That's the person you desire. You want to choose them every day for the rest of your life. It's enduring. And so my offer is that find what you desire, something that's enduring. So one of my enduring desires is contribution. One of my enduring desires is that people have their life fulfilled in a way that they love. So that marketing component that I do, that success alchemy component I do is all tied to that. And that enduring desire has me continuing to show up, has me continuing to pursue growth, has me continue being continually being open to opportunities, ideas, and like moments of intervention, be them divine or human <laughs> initiated. And it, it allows me to continue to grow and thrive. So connect with what you desire because your desires are not going to be the same as everybody else's. If everyone only thought a certain type of person is attractive, there would be way more single people. Well, on that note, uh, the latest statistics off of like dating apps like Tinder is like, oh, man. it's like, is what I, f- I forget the exact numbers, but it's like super skewed, right? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's also the Pareto distribution on an app, by the way. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like 80, it's like 80% of women only swipe for, 30% of men or, or even a lower number than that. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, and then it's like uh, kind of the inverse where it's like, you know, the majority of men swipe on like way more women. Right. Um, and so you, it is a parade of distribution. You have like these women that are they just highly have, selective for mates because yeah, I have exactly. theories on that. So like, what's, okay. So my first degree was in psychology. Loved it. Again, I went to school to fix me. I could have spent that $40,000 on therapy, but instead I got a degree. Anyways, I, the, one of the things that was interesting is that when you look at psychology, evolution, and biology, when they come together, I, women or females tend to be highly selective with mates. Usually they look for specific things. Interesting, interesting, also related, but interesting, uh, it birth control changes, like hormonal birth control will change what kind of men or males when females are attracted to fascinating and females will change their, who they're attracted to changes. If they're not on hormonal birth control and they have their full hormonal cycle, different points in the cycle have different types of characteristics being attractive, crazy fun times. Anyways, with that, it, it makes sense because if, if the goal of a species, if what the species and a reptilian brain is, is meant to do is men to spread their seed or males to spread their seed and females to be cautious, selective, and give their offspring the best possible chance for survival. How can you escape it? How can you escape it? Uh, so that is from a evolutionary, psychoevolutionary, biological perspective. So if that's not something yeah. that you're leaning to, but like that, I mean, it's not necessarily my thought, but that is a theory out there. And I'm like, wow, that is fascinating that it's possible that, that again, those distributions make sense or could be, could make sense, could have an explanation. But, uh, the dating apps certainly don't convey, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, you're doing a kind of a reactive decision, right? 
It's um, Russian roulette with people. Well, well, yeah. So, so like me, like personally, I would uh, obviously I've used them, and uh, I would I would much rather, you know, interact with someone, meet someone for the first time organically, uh, mm -hmm. like through through a friend or um, at an event somewhere, something like that, right? Uh, I I feel like I feel like on these dating apps, like my sense of humor doesn't come across at all. Like people probably think I'm the most boring person ever, which you know, it could be their uh, opinion or whatever, but. Um, I just seem to have better, uh, dating luck when it's in person for sure. I dating is so, so I've, I've decided to give dating a whirl again. Okay. Congrats. That's, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, be bold, be brave, pull it all out. We just, yeah, we just talked about courage. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's something else. And the stories are just so interesting. Here's what I have found is that if people like I'm to me, I'm like, in, give me the information I can use to filter in and out rapidly. Cause there's going to be some things that are non-negotiables. Like for me, ideally, if I could have a wave of magic wand and have things my way, I would have a family of my own. I think the physical experience of growing a being, I want to know what that's like. I, I, I want to know. Like, I think, I mean, it could be awful. I <laughs> mean, I don't want to know, but it also could be I don't, I, I like experiencing things. That seems really interesting. You can, you can take something from a half of a something and create a whole thing that has all the bits that work theoretically. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's fast. Anyways, whatever. There's a lot of people who won't put that on or not, or they, that I find that men will say, I don't want kids, but what they mean is I don't want kids right now. Oh, I was going to say with you. <laughs> No, that's all my filters. They haven't even met me yet. <laughs> no, I mean like proverbial, like the person they're talking to, not oh just my God. specifically. No, no, no. Well, that hurt. Um, ouch. Sorry. <laughs> I would say I'm, I have genetic anomalies and I can understand why maybe that <laughs> would be not the ideal solution. But what I found is I'm like, okay, well, we, I think men are, at least for me, men use the app differently. I'm like, I'm not asking right now. I'm asking in the next three, five, 10 years, what does your life look like? Do you, mm. do you have like, for me, wellness is super important. I like being active. I like doing things. I like having fun. I like working out. I love family. My family's amazing. I won the family lottery. Like I have just the best sisters. Like I don't, and you know what? Marry me, marry my sisters. It's a package deal. I don't know what to tell you. They come, they come along and everyone's really close and tight. And so it's, how do you convey that across an app? I had someone unmatch me. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, let, like we were planning for a Saturday and he was, I was like, yeah, I can do like, I'm here's the days I'm available. I'm open to suggestions for where you want to go. And he said, this establishment. I was like, okay, it's a franchise. That particular location I know doesn't have the best patio. It's, it's Alberta. We get summer for very, very limited amount of time. I'm like, well, why not? This location has a great patio. Boom. Unmatches me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what is, and like, part of me is like, I wonder what was going through his head, which I think yeah. is also what you said, like what was happening? Cause it could be like, she's high maintenance. She's this, that like, but all I, all I was like, is like, it's Alberta. I'm a, I'm basically a living, a human house plant. I just want some sunshine. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, we, we did uh, mention, you did mention this a uh, couple of days ago or whatever. And, and my thought was exactly the same. I was like, what is the psychology behind this person? Because um, 
I would, I would actually think that's a, that's a turn on that uh, a, a woman told me exactly where she wanted to go. Cause uh, you, you like I, in the past, very frequently you ask, you know, Hey, uh, you want to go for dinner or drinks? Like what's your favorite spot? What kind of food do you want? And I like, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then you're like, okay, cool. Well, I'll, you know, maybe I'll book like a, a table at cactus club and, and try to do, you know, it's not, it's cactus, but it's not fancy, but it's like nice. Or to they go, go to. oh, I don't eat a cactus. And, and you're like, well, no, then, then you go there and then they get the, the $20 chicken fingers and you're like, okay, that's fine. But why didn't you just say you wanted chicken fingers and that's all you eat? I, we would have gone to the chicken place. Yeah. Then... Like, you don't, like there's a lot of great chicken places here. <laughs> like you want yeah. chicken. I got at least five. Yeah. You should try. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's just, it's, just it's so curious. I think this also goes back to say what you like. You can say what you want. You don't have to be a jerk about it, but you're like, Hey, listen, I really great. Cool. I'd love to try this location or I love, and uh, I mean, who knows there's when something happens like that, this is often like, and if anyone who's running into this and there's people who be, are being very reactive, if they're not offering, if they're not curious and they're just reacting, it's a trigger for them or an activation. Mm. And here's the thing is that I hand, I, if I'm whole, if I have a gun and it doesn't have its safety on, which I think is a thing on guns. I don't really know. I've, I've only ever like, they have safeties. Yeah. They have safeties. <laughs> I, I watched this on YouTube about it once upon a time. Uh, and you don't have the safety on your gun and I'm just holding it and I'm holding the top and the bottom and I'm not touching any, if someone else pulls the trigger, I'm going to erupt. But the whole point of managing your triggers is to, for you to put the safety in, you know, if the safety mm. is in or not. And so the safety is often curiosity. And if you know you're getting inflamed or having this massive emotional reaction and you're going from zero to 100 in seconds, it's probably not that person that did something wrong. It's probably reminding you of something you haven't dealt with. And it's just showing up in that person and they remind you enough. It's what's called the just noticeable difference or action potential when you cross for like a neuron. You can press on something, you can touch something just enough and people don't feel it. You press a little harder and it's felt. And so there, there's something that takes it from not responding to responding. And it's when that switch flips, something happened. Enough of something happened. But if it's that massive a reaction, it's probably not this particular circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's exceptions, but generally look at you, <laughs> look at you when I'm triggered or activated and like losing my marbles. I'm like, okay, well, what does this remind me of where, when have I experienced this before? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, dang, grade two, that's a memory. And I'm like, oh, it actually has nothing to do with this person. This person's just asking. And, and I take myself out. I give myself a chance to neuroregulate, calm my nervous system down, get out of, uh, you know, your sympathetic nervous system, getting out of your dorsal vagal and getting into your ventral vagal where you're able to connect, be curious, have solutions. Cause the stuff that created the problem, the reaction that created the problem, the in like, and I don't mean your necessarily outward reaction, but your internal reaction is not the place where you're going to have your best solution. You're going to have a survival solution. So that, uh, uh, what I heard you, oh, there goes the lightning. Um, what I heard you describing there was, uh, an ability to, um, reflect, but reflect, uh, with wisdom. And so mm. that's, that's like a superpower, right? Like that's incredible. So I find like people with, uh, 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 like de they typically say like depression, for example, because people like live in the past. Right. And so it's reflecting in a sense, you're like thinking about past 
typically failures, not successes. Um, uh, but you know, if you could filter it through your through some sort of wisdom, then you uh, uh, you only tune in on the important pieces, right? Like mm -hmm. wisdom, I, in my opinion, is uh, is kind of just like tuning a radio, right? Like there's a ton of noise coming at you, but it's the ability to select the important pieces. Um, so yeah, re reflection through with a filter of wisdom. Uh, it's it sounds like you got that that figured out. Uh, well, not all the time, but when I, when I know that I'm, I'm like, I, when I'm charged, I'm like, uh oh. And I, again, with my sisters, with the personal development, we have a, we have names for our charged people like, oh, I'm like, if this is your name, don't be insulted because the, the trick is to find out who you're being and name it so that it, you don't take that on as your identity. It's not that a certain person's name is a certain way. It's like, okay, so my, one of my sisters, her, her activated charged really difficult version is named Stephanie. We have a cousin named Stephanie. She's lovely. She's amazing. But Amber just is like, no, she's that Stephanie isn't me. That's just the highly reactive, negative, not, not working version of me. For me, it's Becky. Like my sister's like, oh my gosh, am I talking to Clarissa or am I talking to Becky? And I'm like, oh yeah, good, good point. So having people in your circle who can share those, because I can't always recognize them in my junk but someone else can. Mm. And, and with those people that you're, I call them my people of possibility, like the people who can see things bigger than me. Like, you know how we talked about not sharing your goals with everyone. Those people also know when I'm taking myself out because the biggest obstacle you have when you start your own business, when you have a passion project, when you do it, your biggest obstacle is you. Your biggest obstacle is you. And so having people who know when you're, when you're in the space where you can win, the way you want to win versus win the game you hate winning. I'm so grateful that I have a charged surface. I was going to say, did your internet not just go out? <laughs> it didn't. You're good. It didn't. I'm good. Like, I want to know what I said in that moment. Was it divine? <laughs> oh my goodness. It might but have been. We'll replay it. We'll, we'll, we'll replay it. We'll find out. Um, um, that was fun. But yeah, having those people support you so that you yeah. can, because the, the game you are playing is the game you will win. So if I'm winning, I could be winning the game of it doesn't work out. I could be winning the game of everyone's annoying. I could be winning the game. Like what game do you want to win at? What, whatever game you're playing is the game you're winning. So asking myself what that is. And when Becky comes out, she's, um, she's just so obstinate and like critical and, and just, ugh. I, I think um, what you what you described uh, for a moment there is that that just kind of stood out to me when you said, um, you know, having someone around that uh, can can tell you kind of when you're in your funk, just so you like, give you that awareness so that you can, you know, uh, reel it in and 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 um, uh, just like take a step back and you're like, oh, yeah, kind of wasn't that that mood or whatever. like that characteristic is like for sure something I would look for in a partner but like how do you how do you get to that point uh I feel like you have to spend like so much time with someone so that they that's that's I it's not a it's not a criteria on a dating app I'll tell you that oh my god no it's not but I, let me like <laughs> okay let's let's talk about criteria on dating or, or it, no criteria for your people forget dating apps because dating apps or whatever criteria. I okay so before we get to it though when you mentioned on the dating apps when you put um you want kids and yeah. you said, and you said, Oh, I don't know if that scares men away. Like, I don't want it now, like in three years or whatever. 
it's funny you say that because I'm thinking whenever I see it, my reaction is like, if, if I look at their age and then I look that that's their option, I see like, oh, older than 25. I'm like within 12 months for sure. And I am not ready for that. So I'm just like, that's so later. interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm like, because people, what we both did was we made up a story about it. We took information that oh, yeah. meant nothing. I tell it's just the information. Be- myself the best stories. <laughs> I'm, you know what? We should write books. <laughs> Why aren't we doing this? Yeah. Um, new hobby. But yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Cause for me, it's like, I want, I want the apps as much of a whole picture as I can. But the truth is there is one person that I've met in my years of dating and he broke every rule that I would have had for someone like, or every standard, everything I said was a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it was, ju- oh my God, I would do it again. Like I like, he's incredible. Uh, I, so much respect and admiration for this person. Like no one knows who he is. It's really fun. Um, but he, uh, like his wisdom, his smarts, his ambition, his willingness to try new things, his generosity, willingness to hear, like we held different political perspectives. We held different, like every, everything was opposite. And for some reason, the ability to communicate was so powerful that it overrode our differences. And the biggest obstacle why that didn't pan out was timing. And the one thing that I wanted most, he couldn't offer, which was children. And so I, I didn't, I wasn't ready to give that up at the time. And I, I'm like, where do you draw the line between that's like, I'm at the age now where it's like, well, would you choose companionship knowing you're never going to have children? Or would you still want to hold out hope a little bit? And And I don't know if I have the answer for that yet. But it's definitely um, one of my favorite questions I'm asked, why haven't you been married and why don't you have kids? And I'm like, because I made the choice to not have kids with people I didn't want to raise children with. That's why. (laughs) Tell me about it. I I didn't marry the duds. I'm sorry. uh, Shout out to uh, any listener who has a Ukrainian grandma. You you don't hear the end of it, really. As much as I love my grandma, it's. I talk to her every once in a while. It's oh, you seeing anyone? Well, I was like, no, grandma, you'll be the first to know when uh, there's, there's someone. Yeah. I, uh, oof, oof. I'm like, and dating now is so interesting. It's so interesting. I have had some very, I will call them dramatic pursuits. Oh yeah. You met one of the dramatic pursuits and he seemed so lovely. That was like a literal, there was a literal dramatic pursuit (laughs) on a freeway. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I was like, if this works out, what a story. story. I mean, I guess it's still a great story, but it's like, so people show up, they show interest. uh, And I mean, that wasn't exactly zero, zero to 100. Maybe it was. Yeah. (laughs) Under strikes. But I mean, like there, everything after that meeting was very slowly paced, but then just was like, no, I got to focus on, I got to focus on my son and and raising my, oh, I hate that. I'm not answering that. I hate when the doorbell rings. Leave me alone. Um, I think that uh, the, the thing I think maybe you're kind of touching on is uh, when you said uh, zero to 100. I think that's that's one of the things I struggle with mm. uh, in, in dating, so getting to know someone. Because I'm like, people say they're an open book, but I like am like 
more than uh, people that I. You're a full on PowerPoint. Right? You're a three D <laughs> animated experience. Maybe you're a hologram. Yeah, there's sound effects too. There's everything. <laughs> um, no, and and I think uh, I I I honestly I you know like between the two of us we would prefer more than anything to behave in like an authentic way mm -hmm. uh or at, at least just like feel like you know the way we communicate is authentic and all that stuff um but you know I've I've made enough attempts at it in the last in in my 20s and um um uh, you know sometimes uh like that authenticness authenticity I guess I should say uh brings it zero to a hundred real quick it seems and then one of us gets scared right it just like happens it's overwhelming or it happens too fast or something um but but then so if I try to do it the other way where I like dial it way down uh I think that the other person maybe thinks I'm like not interested like I'm the the perception's off right so it is off I, I and you were telling me about one of your experiences and I was just like I, I don't really know how to do this anymore mm. like I don't get um asking someone out and then not following through. I don't get that. I don't get pursuing someone and then freaking out. I don't get it. Like you just pay, like pace it. You don't have to definitely don't answer that. <laughs> At least I'm like live on camera to see you get murdered. <laughs> That's not funny. Is the door locked? Let me check. It's always locked. Come on. I could tell you how fast my heart is beating right now. Yeah, I, I know. I Maybe I shouldn't have made that joke. I know uh, that gives you a lot of anxiety. Sorry. <laughs> the, the look on your face just says it all. I just need a second. No worries. No worries. That's fucking scary. It's uh, too quick through your nose and then out your mouth and you do it three times. It like resets your nervous system. Do you want to come over? My I house, can. I mean, my house is upside down. Goodness. Like makes me sick to my stomach. Okay. We can we can stop if you need. No, it's okay. okay. Well, you know how I said, you know, there might be a part we need to edit out. <laughs> well, yeah. I I figured, you know what I figured that well, we've done it for two hours now. I figured you'd probably just edit a lot of it. And, uh, I don't think I will. No, um, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm whatever. People can binge. Can we? Can we talk about, you know what, can we talk about spirituality? Yes, please. Um, okay, and the reason I want to bring this up is because, well, there's a couple of reasons. So uh, uh, I think that um, throughout my whole 20s, I was never like, I, I don't like believe in God, um, but I'm not an atheist, right? So, and I'm not like, uh, uh, what, what's, what's the in-between? I forget what the word is. Um, I'm, I'm not that either. I would consider myself uh, spiritual, but I like, uh, finally was like honest with myself about it. Mm -hmm. And, and, the, and the reason, and, but there's actually like, uh, a reason behind it or, mm. or it's, it's not like a, people do it through like a fear-based sort of thing or, or whatever. It's, it's like, um, and this, this is a quote from, uh, an author. His name is Arthur C. Brooks. I'm paraphrasing at least um well he's I listened to him on a podcast and he said he's like a, an expert in happiness and so he said uh there's um uh 
evidence to suggest like um, studies or whatever that people who aren't spiritual in their spiritual in their teens or 20s have a tendency to become spiritual in their late 30s and it uh, apparently happens uh, just based on like a, likely just a search for meaning sort of thing mm. and, and it almost kind of goes back to those like I was talking about way earlier the ex- extrinsic motivations like you kind of maybe run out of that fuel mm-hmm. um and then so the other thing he was saying was that um r- really the the key to or or the reason why spirituality is like useful uh is because it is a mechanism of stepping outside yourself and like realizing that there's something bigger than yourself right Mm. um and and so yeah so if you're so so really the definition of like thinking that there's like a higher power or the universe or whatever you want to call it's like yes there's something that is like makes me like feel small and there's something bigger out there and so it, it it can provide you know a source of connection to other people in that sense or like the environment you live in um and it can also I, I guess you can relate to it in terms of like why do I even do things I like doing things solely for yourself at all times uh it doesn't really matter when there's this big thing happening around you I like I I would say my spirituality started when I was a kid and I like I can't tell you if it was real or not but it felt so real that I was like holy this must be real and like it took what I'm how many near-death experiences I'm at five ish Mm -hmm. and so that first one like scared out of my tree I had this massive surgery my neck was cut open like they removed lymph nodes. I had drainage tubes. I had something that happens like one in 300,000 people, usually old people in the desert. I'm five. It's the middle of winter. Like I am a statistic. I'm I'm a a statistical exception. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. And so, and it, it, when you're stuck like this and you're a kid and you're developing, guess what happens? Your muscles shrink. (laughs) So this was like the most painful thing. I've like tilting my head from one side to, to center was excruciating. And I remember being at home and I, I had this, I, you know, it, it's a memory when it's like clear, I had gone t- to sleep and my bed was against the, I liked laying against the wall. Like kids look for security. So when you navigate them from outside of a crib to a, like a bed, they often pick like an edge against a wall or against a railing, which is why often parents put up those, um, especially if you're like me when I was in a household that had a lot of stress there's a lot of and so I was craving security so I'm in this I'm uncomfortably sleeping with this tube coming out of my neck oh my god it was so gross there's a picture and it's just just so disgusting and I'm against this wall and I look over and there's something in the corner it's a thing it's a being it's I'm like I am tripping like I, I probably didn't know the words I probably said I'm that's my imagination I probably said I'm thinking I'm, I'm seeing things it's not real uh but like now I know now knowing what I know I'm like I don't think it, I didn't feel like it was bad I was a little bit scared because I wasn't certain but that was my first breath into like there there might be something that I don't that I can't see uh there there's something else there that's not there and I would say my entire family has had crazy instances of weird spiritual things or like like I joked about astral travel, uh, but there was one vacation I was on and I woke up in the night bawling and I was like, something's wrong with my sister. Something's wrong with my sister. And I'm like, 
weird. I'm in Orlando. I'm on the vacation of my dreams with my favorite people, my aunt and uncle. We're all doing this. Like, we love theme parks. We love water slides. Like, I, why am I waking up in the middle of the night drenched in tears and sweat? Call my mom to go check on my sister and stuff had gone sideways. Like she was in, she was a physical mess. She had been attacked. And, um, I was like, I was like, how did you know? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And and, and it could have been coincidence. I have no idea, Mm. but it didn't feel like coincidence. Like when those things happen, it often is so intense that you can't, I, I, I would not say I did like my experience was that it was not coincidence. It was absolutely intervention. So yeah. And, and yeah. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say, and that made, that made me think that something is bigger than me out there and that there's something that, that connects us in a way that I don't understand and I don't have to understand it. I don't understand how electricity works and I use it. So if I believe that something is out there and that we're all connected somehow, and that I, I, I would call it, there's a God, I would say that I would say that there's a greater power that I would say things are by design, not by default. There's way too many parallels in how things are like you, the way it, a neuron is the way a, a leaf is. There's so many, the way the universe is designed, it looks like a neuron. Okay. Everything looks like a neuron and it's just fascinating. I'm like, how can, how could statistically the possibilities that there's so many parallels, it's just wild. So that the thought that there might be a connected creativeness to life or to existence, um, is, uh, it seems like a fit for me. I know it's not a fit for everyone, but it definitely has me operate the world in a better way. Also, I know who is at my door and I'm really glad I didn't answer. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so, and so the, the reason I wanted to, um, uh, bring this topic up just quickly, uh, the second reason was because when I first met you, um, years ago, uh, I, I had no idea that you like believed in something, right? Like a little bit religious or spiritual or whatever, you, however you describe it. And then I actually didn't learn about this, about you until like years later, like, like you don't, you don't like post it on Instagram really, or like things like that. Right. And, and I just learned about it through like conversations and you would say something like, oh, my relationship with God. And I'd be like, you're what? <laughs> it's weird to some people out. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it, what I would say is if, when you, if you know that it's there, you can see it in how I write. Mm. You can see it in how I speak. You can see it in how I operate in my life. You can see how the decisions I make, the people I choose to be friends with. And I'm not saying I choose to be friends with people who share my spirituality, faith, religion, whatever. I'm selective with the people that I let speak into my life based on what I believe. Um, it's a, it's a great filtration for me. I, and it means I pick people who speak into it and people who speak against it that keep me thinking. Cause I think critically thinking, asking questions, staying curious is the only way I'm going to continue to grow. So it's like the perfect segue into you were trying to get out of me what my selection process is for oh, yeah. a partner. <laughs> Oh my God. Let's go back. How did we, how do we circle through that whole path? That was great. <laughs> I had a terrifying experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will say, I feel like my adrenaline is settled. <laughs> like, I want to know 
I have so many questions. Okay. I want to know who does that. I want to know who does that, who shows up and uninvited, unannounced after you've set a boundary. Not me. I, I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I don't think I could have been clearer. I really don't know. Um, I guess when you decide you want something. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this does not apply to people because there is free will. You have a choice. And my choice was no. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, your criteria for picking people. How, like, okay, so maybe, no, no, no. Better question. The person you want to be with, what is this person like? Because I think criteria selection, I, I truly believe that when you're with the person you grow and you you shift. Like every time I've dated someone, like if I've dated someone who's more, I don't know, way more of a weightlifter, I probably lift weights a little more because I'm around someone who doesn't more. I was like, okay, well, let's do that. And someone who really likes to go and do road trips. I did more road trips. And so it's just kind of that. But if you were to with a magic wand, your life is, and you're with the person of your dreams. What is this person like? Person like, um, so, so I think I should start with uh, maybe backstory or context about like right. how I uh, approach dating now versus how I did before, right? So in my 20s, I guess you call it like kind of serial dating, especially with dating apps. Like, yeah, Friday date, Sunday coffee date, Wednesday date, like new people typically. Um, and just like kind of figuring it out sort of thing, right? Um, and then I went to therapy, and uh, which is the best uh, starter of any story. Um, and I, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I'm, I'm like seeing all this success and getting exactly what I'm working for in business and in work and, and that sort of thing. And I'm like, why am I not seeing success in relationships? I don't feel like I'm good at it, right? And then she just sat there and stared at me. And I was like, oh, I put like next to no hours into it compared to what I just like, there's no reps, right? So, so it's, um, the amount of time I've invested into like something longer than three months is like next to zero over the last six years, right? Um, and so now that I turned 30 and it's like a light bulb went on. And so the I'm way more uh, selective, I guess, with who I would go on a date with. Um, just because, uh, you know, I really just want to, uh, have it be a person where I'm like, I can see this being, you know, six months or plus, right. It's not just like this little fun fling sort of thing. Right. Um, because I want to have the opportunity to put the hours in and like, be good at it. Right. Cause, cause then I don't know, it's nice to be good at things and. Also, it could just be something wonderful between two people. Um, but yeah, so so the actual like, I guess, I, I don't know, I feel, I feels like a research experiment if you say like selection criteria. Um, but I guess it is a research experiment in some sense. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's, it's, it's tough to define. I, I feel like it changes all the time, but I would definitely want someone who is as curious as I am, like my curiosity kind of knows no bounds I think um um that uh I don't know if I could like list it all out but I know the feeling that I'm searching for right 
or, or like you, I will know I have found it when I feel this feeling. And that's just the feeling of like, it's your best friend, right? It's, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the person you want to like wake up to and, you know, say good morning, what all those like cute romantic things, but it's, it's also the person you want to like come to with your problems and, and, uh, you know, re- uh, help them or have them help reflect, you know, to make sure you're doing a good job and, and, and that sort of thing. So, um, I mean, I mean, th- there's, a, there's always those kind of surface criteria, but, you know, at the end of the journey, it's, it's that best friend feeling for me. I want someone who brings out the magic and not the madness. You don't, you don't want to get a little crazy sometimes. Um, no, well, it's <laughs> like, I'm talking like, like making you question your own reality, like madness. Mm-hmm. Um, so one example was like this person who I've drawn this, what I believe is a clear boundary. And I, I've declined. Uh, I know it's not a fit. Uh, and he's like, but it is a fit. If I say it's not a fit and you think it's a fit by virtue of that, it's not a fit. <laughs> like mutual <laughs> agreement, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there has to be some level of consensus. Uh, I I have a, a similar, I have like five things that I really want to see in this person that I'm with. And, and I agree with you that it's a feeling because I mean, you can have everything logical. And that one person I was telling you about that, um, like, like blew my mind. One of my best connections of all time is that I felt, I felt like I was at home. Like it, I've grown up in homes that I haven't felt like I was at home at. And with this person, I'm like, oh my God, I feel at home. Right. Let it's, it's, it's such a different experience. And he actually emulated a lot of the traits that I would love. Like he's kind of a great avatar for what I look for in something. And it, it's kind of, I mean, people will grow a shift and change. And it's, it's not like you can have a necessary, uh, maybe you can have a checklist and someone shows up and they're just like your checklist, or maybe someone's a work in progress. Cause I don't know about you, but I'm for sure a work in progress. And, and I, you know, maybe this is a great opportunity for you to give me feedback on the characters I'm, I'm looking for. And if the person who I'm describing would be attracted to who I am as a person right now. Okay. okay ready? This is good stuff. I'm I'm ready to reveal myself to the public. That's good. Uh, So one of the traits I really want is someone who's intelligent. By intelligence, I mean someone who's resourceful enough to figure out the answer. I don't, you don't necessarily need to be a physicist or a doctor or whatever, but you have to be willing to figure it out, which to me is the definition of intelligence. You don't necessarily have to know the answer, but you're going to do what it takes to figure it out didn't know how to change spark plugs. Turns out you can learn. Uh, another characteristic that re- that's deeply important to me is generosity and people immediately jump to finances, but yes, absolutely. Be generous with your money. Like what does someone need for help? How can you surprise and love on someone when they're sad? Like mm-hmm. someone who's emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally generous. Like I need to know that on a day that sometimes happens where you've had the worst boardroom battle of your life that I can come home and you will be physically generous. And maybe you had a stressful day, but we can just hug for like a minute, just for a minute. And then that kind of generosity is really important to me. Um, and generosity in conversation, a willingness to listen as well as a willingness to engage and offer and participate. And so all of those things inside the world of generosity. So generosity, again, not meaning purely financial, um, 
there's just so much space for generosity. There's so much space for it. Ambitious, have some goal, any goal, pick a goal. You want to grow the largest corn you've ever grown, biggest pumpkin. Maybe you want to win a pumpkin growing up, but I don't care. Pick a goal, pick any goal. Uh, some ambition. Uh, someone who is my best friend and someone who I'm attracted to. I used to have a rule that I didn't have to be physically attracted to the people I dated. Turns out maybe not the best rule. Some level of attraction is probably very important. I'm like, cause if you're what you, what you have then is intimacy and commitment. And that gives you a friendship, not a romantic relationship. Uh, there's Robert Sternberg's triangular theory of love. It's intimacy, commitment, and I don't know, some kind of like physical romance or something. And when you have all three, it's called consummate love. And when you just have intimacy and commitment, you have a friendship, which I'm excellent at. I love having friends, but uh, I want something. I want you to be my best friend that I want to make out with. Doesn't sound crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. I I, no, I mean, it just, just saying it that way is absolutely hilarious, but I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I wanted yes. to throw in a baseball cap backwards and me be like, what? Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I, I, um, I'm definitely following, uh, what you're describing, but the, the thing that is just like popping into my head as you're describing is, uh, I don't think I know any, so, so the way you're, you describe this, um, mm-hmm and like go through kind of the list of things and like the deeper meaning behind these things reminds me of my aunt actually uh she like speaks in the same way right and um and uh and so what I'm thinking I'm just the thought that popped up was I I don't know if I've ever heard a man (laughs) describe what he wants or his desire in like a partner like in that way I've mm. I've li- literally only maybe I just don't hang out with guys that talk this way maybe but uh, uh I've literally only heard women um go through like that description like the breadth of it and the depth for each thing right mm. the that um the whenever I hear you know my my guy friends or other guys like uh, talk about what they would like in a in a girlfriend it's like um it's 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 pretty much just like uh they, I think they explain it in like a surface way but there's meaning behind it but it's mostly just like um yeah someone who's like fun pretty fit uh uh what else um and you know lets me hang out with my guy friends whenever I want right um and 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 that doesn't really give me much information I'm like I cannot play matchmaker for you ever because uh (laughs) that's like like literally everyone wants someone who's like smart funny and good looking like that's fucking what the general criteria of partnership is like um so it's like yeah give like think about it a little more maybe and then get back to me but um in terms of what you're saying yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And um, I think I've told you this many times before. Uh, my intuition is that you will not find that person here. You need to move, change your environment. I, change I know. your environment. Now, at least I have it on record, so you can't ignore it. <laughs> I can't uh, ignore it. Because I have said it's that at least three times. 
to the world. And it's not Antarctica either. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. I really don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how, or if it unfolds, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm like, how it's got to, right. Like it's got to work out. Like I can't, um, and honestly, outside of this conversation, we can go into this more, but there's some things I've realized that I, I need to do first that, that I'm like, Oh, that's a moment of clarity. I was like, okay. I was listening to an interview today and I thought to myself, this man is speaking as if I was like, as we, we might as well be the same person. Uh, not for like, not for how we're educated or whatever, but, but how he was explaining his experience, um, was very, I was like, Oh no, I have absolutely hardened my heart, which actually I did want to bring this up. There's two quotes I wanted to bring up. One I couldn't find, uh, but I know the general thing. It's by this mathematician. His name is, I believe, John John Saxon. And he said, math isn't difficult. Math is different. And with time, what is different becomes easy and familiar. Something along those lines. And so I'm like, okay, so I've spent all this time. I'm an excellent student. You want to figure out how to get a grade A? A A grade? I can do that. No problem. You want to know what an airtight presentation looks like? I got you. You want to know how to like do insane amounts of work in very limited amounts of time? I got it. But in the world of relationships, to your point, what I'm not, what I haven't invested a ton of time in is um, relationships. And there was probably a few defining moments where I was heartbroken like the worst of the worst happened. Like thinking about it now, I'm like, oh my God, like that, that version of me was so broken. Uh, I dated someone who led another life and his family didn't know. And I didn't know. And when it came to, I mean, it always comes to the surface at some point, something, some happened, like you can't hide everything. Yeah. And it came to the surface and I was so upset with myself for not knowing the person I blamed was me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I had, I felt so fooled that I can really, I now look for being fooled. So on dates, I'm like, where are you fooling me? Like what, what a ridiculous, like, I mean, you know, people are, are bringing their A game the first few dates. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are you trying to lie to me? And uh, what a, that's not going to yield success. On uh yeah, I've, I've been on dates where I've, I've felt as if the person sitting across from me is like, very suspicious of me right um and then i'll call them out i'll be like you just look on your face it's like you seem so suspicious of me and uh correct i am <laughs> yeah yeah and and then obviously they're like no no just it's fine blah blah, blah. and i'm just like okay cool um yeah yeah one i think it also happens to people who are big feelers so like if you like i don't when i i mean you've seen me when i'm joyful it's not like this much joy. It's like, I fully experience joy and I let every cell in my body feel it and totally celebrate it. Cause what a great emotion, what a great experience, joy, appreciation, fulfillment, gratitude. I'm like, like I'm flying big, but you know what happens when I'm sad? Same deal. (laughs) Every cell in my body aches and I really work to not feel it. I will do anything to not feel it because it feels so awful and so intense that I try not to feel it. And so what happens when you do that is you harden and you ignore and you start to dissociate in some ways from your experience, which brings me to this quote from C.S. Lewis, which um, one of my exes showed me um, because he was oddly enough at the time, what my age right now, 
and he had he had wandered and walked through life and also found himself uh in a space where his heart had been hardened so listeners this is by c.s lewis from the four loves and every time i read it i'm my throat closes and i'm like oh my god i screwed it up okay to love at all is to be vulnerable love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully around hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love at all is to be vulnerable. And again, that's by C.S. Lewis. And what I have found, uh, especially over the last three years with the addition of a niece and a nephew into my world, uh, is loving them hurts. It physically hurts me. And it's uh, because I, what your nervous system, what my nervous system learned as a child and through some heartache as a young adult, as well as a adult adult, is that the people who are closest to you can cause you the most pain. And rather than processing it and uh, acknowledging how I felt and, and working through it, I threw my attention, love efforts into everything else and kept relationships transactional uh, so that I couldn't get hurt. So the depth was never there. And then the second I found myself falling in love with my niece and nephew, I'm like, Oh my God, what's this? This is awful. This reminds me of something and, and, and the feeling itself isn't bad, but what I've connected that feeling of love to is so painful that my heart had hardened and I won't, I won't even open up. So now, now, now that's my, uh, my current journey is <laughs> softening like, my heart. This is like a masterclass on the root of toxic masculinity. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I imagine that's like what, that's like how it starts for 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 men like it's not like men are incapable of like love and feelings right but like almost exactly word for word what you described was like some sort of heartbreak not dealing with the emotions it's just like too painful to deal with so we harden ourselves psychologically and emotionally and then you use some sort of outlet for when the feelings come up and then you have a transactional relationship every relationship down the line and uh that's just exactly what it sounds like to me (laughs) Well, and my offer is that maybe it's not toxic masculinity. Maybe it's a lack of neural regulation in humans. Okay, sure. So it's like, it, so if it's toxic masculinity and it's word for word and it's it's in me, I don't know if I'm toxically masculine. Uh, maybe I am. I could be for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but I, but I you, just, you, you see what you hear what I'm saying, right? Like it's, it's I, I was just a using it as thing. like a, a label to describe a process, right? But it, yeah. but it could, but it could very well be the same thing because as a child, um, crying was bad. Mm. Uh, don't like, don't, don't be seen. Don't make a fuss. Don't like you you must understand you're the oldest you get it. So uh, I had to ignore my, my, my needs or my wants. Like if I wanted a, to be hugged or held, like your little sister needs it more, which is probably true, but I also still needed that. And if I look at my love languages, do you know what your love languages are? Oh, I've, uh, I've done like a little questionnaire before. I don't, uh, like, honestly, did I make you I, do that? I might've made you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, and probably 
eight other girls I've been on dates with. <laughs> They're like, oh, what are your love languages? I'm like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I mean, a little bit of all of them, like, but they're, mm. they're, um, you know, skewed to whatever, but uh, um, I think it was like quality time, uh, physical touch, acts of service. Um, I don't, um, I don't, I, I like gifts, um, mm. but I don't thrive off gifts. Mm. Um, I'm very much like, I'm very much like if you make time for me that means a lot um because i because my understanding of life is like it's really difficult to make time for other people other than like your uh, immediate responsibilities right so so that one has a lot of meaning for me when when someone you know um you know takes their friday night and they want to spend it with me that's uh really deep um yeah i i'll tell you though i <laughs> one of the only places i cry is at weddings <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> just like just like I get so emotional when the bride walks in and then I look at the groom and I'm like oh my god this is like I can't it's I don't even have words to describe it it's so beautiful <laughs> yeah it is but it's like yeah I don't know something I'm even like kind of tearing up right oh. now it just gets me well and what I I mean there's a lot of people who don't like the institution of marriage and I love it uh, and I love it because what it takes to, if you get what a vow means, like if you understand what vow means and you're doing a public declaration mm. in front of people who in, usually in wedding ceremonies, they, you're asked as the witnesses, all of them, all of the humans sitting there to be the space and the support for the success of this marriage. Because this is where people forget that your relationship isn't just here. It isn't just me and you. It's people around you can speak into it. So how are the people around you creating the environment for your marriage to thrive? And also who do you need to select out and select in to have that influence? But that there is nothing to me more sacred or powerful than doing a public declaration, commitment, and promise in front of the people you love who are holding space for you to grow something that is, that, that is well new ish. Yeah. I imagine, um, yeah, doing that public declaration or vow in, in front of like loved ones, you, so a little bit down the line potentially internally like just between you and your partner it's not going well it's starting to fail and and you're at the point where you might want to give up but you these external people who witness this could you know potentially help keep you accountable to the the promise you made right um that that that's kind of the the power of it i imagine well and i mean there's definitely times where you need to leave for sure and there are so many times you don't Right. Like I like that, that grit you were talking about you, human interaction is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can be, but it's, it, there, there's room for misinterpretation. It's just the way, the same way we swipe left and right and make up the nonsense we make about up about people when we just see what's on the surface. Of course, it's going to happen in a conversation. Someone shuts a door too quickly or too loud. And all they're doing is they're rushing because they're out of the house, but you think they're mad. And I mean, I look at my sister and her husband. And they actively work on their marriage all the time. And I have seen that marriage grow. Mm. And nice. when, when they, I mean, obviously relationships change and what have you, but when my sister was first in that relationship and for that marriage was first starting, it, the intention was, if you share it, it wasn't to tear down the marriage. It was to listen and hold space uh, and, and to give space to the marriage to resolve whatever the conflict was. And I mean, like, this is like, she left the laundry out or like, like things that people 
that are just minor wounds, but death by a thousand cuts over time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, this, the growth and resolve, like their marriage is beautiful. It's beautiful. Like watching it grow is just the coolest thing. And I realized their, their anniversary is actually next week and they are, they've been married for five years and it feels like a blink of an eye. They've been together for seven and I don't recognize the couple they are today. So giving yourself room to be married to someone and willingness to grow, even without someone, you yourself being willing to change your own opinions, willing to see things differently, willing to say, is this really, am I doing this in the best possible way? Is there a healthier, more loving, more kind way to do life? What? Wow. And so I think, I mean, uh, Jesse and Amber, huge shout out to you guys. You guys are an absolute inspiration and I think you're doing a great job. Um, yeah. Really cute. Um, marriage is, uh, I am not scared of being committed to someone for, with, with them for the rest of my life. Right. Cause you know, as we discussed before you grow together, that sort of thing. But if you're sure that it's your best friend, like, what are you scared of? And, um, the, but the, the interesting thing is I am so, so terrified. And I have been since I was like 15 years old of the actual wedding. Oh. Um, and the reason is because of, uh, you know, like growing up, well, I guess we didn't mention this, but like divorced parents and, and kind of, you know, when I was two, they divorced and, uh, like about a year or two later, um, they each remarried other people. And then those marriages have lasted 25 years now. Congrats. Shout out to my parents. So in real time growing up, I've had, it, it's actually a gift. I would say, uh, the, uh, the fortune of seeing two separate marriages, two separate households that I'm like equally a part of, um, go 25 years and you, and you get to see and experience a lot of things. Um, it's, it's super interesting to reflect on, but, um, yeah, the, the actual, my actual wedding, if, if, and when it happens, um, the, the actual day is, is terrifying just because it's a lot, it's a lot of people, uh, a lot of different personalities, some may or may not get along. There's a lot of like history growing up and, uh, it's, it's something I, I've been worrying about since I was younger. So, um, I, I think, uh, I'm kind of relying on the fact that the, the person that I would marry, um, they would, uh, make me feel calm at, in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it really helped me get through it. Um, that, I think that's how I would, I would know that it was the one, right. If yeah. uh, I get to that day that I've been dreading for 20 years and maybe dread it calm. less. <laughs> maybe, yeah, practice, I, I maybe practice dreading it less like I don't want to because <laughs> but um, you, you're creating neural pathways man I will say if this offers you any comfort okay two things actually um that butterfly feeling that you get with someone new sometimes I've heard once that trust that it's more your person more the one when you're calm where it's okay. not anxious. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because <laughs> I don't remember if I told you this the other day, but so one of my friends, um, uh, Jeremy, he knows this. I met Jeremy. Me. You met Jeremy. Okay. I Jeremy's, met Jeremy. Jeremy's the best. He, uh, he really, he really gets me on a, on a different level. And, um, and he knows that like, if I go on dates or I do certain things, I, I get nervous. Right. So, uh, sometimes, but I might not externalize uh, the anxiety it's just like internal and I'll uh, I'll uh, kind of seem like I'm normal and doing fine 
but I went on, I went on like, this wasn't a date, but it was like, I have a crush on this girl, right? And just an impromptu sort of, sort of outing. And um, I was like, nervous and anxious up to the point that I was god what if I like say something stupid or just a typical thing that every human does right as soon as I was around her it's just like zen I was like what is this feeling it's crazy it's I, super I, cool I like wasn't worried about like impressing her or like saying something like super smart or mm. not saying something dumb I was just like no it's just flowing kind of thing and uh yeah so so that, that was a that was a cool experience I had recently that is cool. And I mean, it like, doesn't mean she's the one, I don't know, but it means it's a better choice. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then, you know, it's like, okay, well yeah. it, it's a, it was a really good litmus test. And the other thing to comfort you is my parents had a very dramatic divorce mm. and, uh, we didn't really sort out how my sister's wedding would go. And it was a destination wedding. <laughs> and we're, we book out this entire boutique hotel all of it is us. It's us. And, uh, I'm like, we're, oh my God, let's make sure like I'm, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. Cause all that comes up is your childhood memories being like, Oh, the things didn't go great back then. They're probably yeah. not going to go great right now. And they're grown ups; They can handle themselves. It went smooth. Like I so smoothly, I was surprised. Um, and I, pleasantly surprised. And was it like, I'm sure uncomfortable for them? Yeah, but the, I think what my parents did a really great job of is that the day wasn't about them or their, their That's whatever. The yeah, you they like really has to be about your child. And uh, what a, I don't know, what an incredible moment to like, it could have been real dramatic and it somehow didn't get there. And I, what, oh, amen. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's hope. Absolutely. Um, there's hope. So yeah. So my, my mom is admittedly one of my best friends and, uh, she, she's not, she never like really pressures me into like the dating stuff or, or, or marriage or kids or anything like that. But, um, if we're like just sitting at the counter and having a couple of drinks and just chatting or whatever, the, the one thing she has said multiple times is, uh, she, is adamant that I do not get like fly away and get married on a beach in Mexico. She's like, that is, she's like, so against that, just her opinion of like destination weddings. And uh, so it's, it's, it's really funny. I think that'll, I don't know if I ever get to that point, hopefully it's not tough convincing uh, my partner not to go get married on a beach. Honestly, I think it just like, I, I wish we said we got, she got married on a beach. We got, we went, we all went to Victoria. It was so quaint and beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. this place called, I don't actually remember. Yeah. Brent, I, I Brentwood mean, Bay was great, but like yeah, everyone yeah. for a week, if you don't like everyone, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, time. for a week. Right. And, 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 to, you need to justify, you know, the money and the five hour flight somehow. So you got to spend a week, but in, in country within like going to Victoria and it's four days, three days, whatever. So. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not too bad. It was great. Yeah. Well, this was a very fun conversation. It was exactly what I had hoped for. And okay. I'm so, so grateful. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're uh, happy with how it went. Uh, I'm surprised we <laughs> went for I so can't, long. I looked at the clock and I was like, yeah. no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way. But that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, before I close it off, uh, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I do have one thing that I don't think I touched on. Um, 
Um, so one of my favorite quotes uh, was made famous by Isaac Newton. It's uh, standing on the shoulders of giants. It's kind of like the, it's just saying like, so, so essentially what you can extract from that is um, nobody, nobody does or creates anything of value on their own. There's always, you know, people behind them where the building blocks were, were set in place for them. And I just think uh, if you subscribe to that as a truth, which I do, um, gratitude is implicit in uh, everything you do. And so yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm like thinking about that a lot lately and uh, making sure I express gratitude to people. I'm so glad. I will, and, and to add to that, standing on the shoulders of giants, sometimes you don't know there's giants underneath you. And sometimes it feels like you're really alone. And sometimes when you're on the shoulders of giants, you see no one else and it can feel very lonely. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you weren't supported in your journey getting there. Uh, sometimes it's just hard to see. Wow. That's such a nice way to end the, <laughs> that's so uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it came through me. Uh, amazing. Well, Lee, uh, I know you have some things that you're up and doing. Uh, so for those of you who didn't catch Lee's amazing in general, he does software development. He also teaches people about getting it from end to end. And I don't really fully understand it, but you do have a, a company that you have launched some courses on. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to share a little bit about that before? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I do have like a, a company or just like a, a corporation that I use for, um, uh, like providing educational services or any kind of like short-term consulting. Um, the company is called Q1. Um, spell that. And spell that if I can, that's a tough word. Q-U-E-U-E -E, space one, word one. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, my email is lee at q1.io. Um, and basically just what we're trying to do there is... Um, Anyone who wants to learn about technology um, is doing like a career change or as a student, something like that, and wants to learn more about software development, um, we can provide uh, like a, a stepping stone or we can kind of, um, you know, point you in the right direction or even come up with like a, a short term lesson plan on on things to to um, teach yourself, uh, as well as like live coding sessions if you're kind of already into it and just struggling. Um, and then more on the the. B2B side of things, um, I can do if you have like uh, an idea for for an app or something like that that takes a little bit more custom development. Um, we can do uh, just kind of like a quick prototype across the weekend just to provide something that is, you know, clickable and might do something kind of fancy. Um, and, and yeah, just, just to get you started sort of thing. And remember, he's good. He did ego checks, but he's actually <laughs> very good at what he does. Well, Lee, what a treat and a treasure. Okay, thank you so this, much. I don't think this will be the last time you're on because my God, I think I'm going to have a series about conversations with people that I just love having conversations with because there's, I really feel like I got a lot out of this conversation. Well, amazing. So, so did you. I. I mean, that, that was, uh, I, I, I was, I'm just, I was kind of thinking halfway through and I'm like, how do I still have stamina for this? Like. I don't even feel tired, which no. is crazy. Yeah. So that, that, again, that's a sign of like you, um, there's one thing with being like exhausted and having no steam left. And there's another thing of being like having a long day, but feeling full and that fulfillment shaped hole when it isn't a hole and it has something in it, your endurance isn't, is extraordinary. 
It's extraordinary. So find the thing that fills that fulfillment shade hole and do it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much again. This is great. Wonderful. Have a, have an amazing night. If this podcast has landed with you, served you, provided value, please let us know. Give us a like, subscribe, share it with a friend that you know it will make a difference for. We are here to be a contribution and a service to others. We cannot wait to see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care.